on the left side. Stone to the right, back in front, they score! Tip-tap-toe to Donov, back to Stone! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Theodore finds Wah in the slot, but overtime hero against Montreal, sets it up for Theodore, he scores! Vegas wins in overtime! Shay Theodore, the hero! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. A lot of fun heading into NHL All-Star Weekend live from Las Vegas. I can't really express to you how much fun is about to go down this weekend. The, the, the skills competition is going to be awesome. The game itself on Saturday afternoon is going to be fantastic. Three-on-three three hockey, and you've got 60 minutes of it. Like It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, for me, I, I like skill. I like fun, and that's why I love three-on-three three hockey. But, you know, we're, we're going to lean on Ben Goats here with the Las Vegas Review Journal as we have really done a bit of a deep dive on the All-Star game and and what this weekend means for the Vegas Golden Knights, what it means for Las Vegas as a city, as a community. Uh, Ben, how many giant pucks have you found around town today? Oh, my gosh, so many. There are so many giant pucks, Ryan. It's unbelievable. They're front side, back side, too, which is the crazy part. you got two players to a puck. But, yeah, I was out at T-Mobile Arena today. A ton there. I was out at the uh, fanfare at the Las Vegas Las Vegas Convention Center's West Hall. Ton of pucks there. So yeah, Mark Stone's at T-Mobile Arena. Alex Petrangelo's at the fanfare. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how quickly all of this stuff has kind of uh, sprung up around town, and it's really exciting as well because it's kind of cool what the NHL has kind of brought here, and you know how they've set up shops so quickly this week. Okay, so real quick, uh, you you mentioned Mark Stone, you mentioned Alex Petrangelo. Where's Jonathan Marcheseau's giant puck, Ben? Like, where is that? Where can we find it? Come on. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't know whether it was too late for them to, like, get a giant puck. Keep in mind, uh, unfortunately, at T-Mobile Arena, Nathan McKinnon and Alex Ovechkin are still part of kind of the big uh, glass banner at uh, the entrance of the arena. So I think they had a lot of this stuff prepped and unfortunately they were dealt some curveballs this week with obviously Ovechkin testing positive for COVID-19 yesterday, Nathan McKinnon pulling out of the event and of course Jonathan Marsh. So uh, for him being a late ad yesterday, which is obviously very cool, but I think it was probably a little bit too last minute when they shipped all the giant pucks uh, here, I assume, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, they didn't have one ready for him. Do we ever find out why? He was added to the team because he didn't replace anybody. So, I mean, may, may, was there like some kind of glitch in the in the in the vote counting, and maybe he actually did beat Troy Terry, and they had to to make it good? Like, do, do we know why Marcheseau was added to the team? No, there hasn't been an official reason given. Now we'll see. There hasn't been any news come out, but we'll see if you know anyone all of a sudden pulls out tomorrow. So far, obviously, everyone has gotten their allotted kind of skills competition. Uh, you know, events that they'll be competing in tomorrow. So it looks like everyone's a go, but we'll see if that's officially the case. And maybe they just thought, you know, we wanted to add even more kind of hometown flavor to this event. Maybe Pete DeBoer really stood on the table and said, I want my all Golden Knights line and you're going to give it to me. He was inspired 
by what Don Granado did with his revenge line to start the <laughs> Buffalo Sabres game. And he said, I want that for me. And the NHL was able to make it happen. That's, you know, my working theory right now. I have no evidence to support it, but I find uh-huh. it funny. So I'm really going to truly believe it until someone tells me otherwise. Well, that's pretty mean to either Thatcher Demko or John Gibson because you know how well that worked out for the Buffalo Sabres, Ben. Come on. That's true. Both of them are going to be uh, really, really neck deep in it tomorrow, too, when they got to face all these different breakaways in the Save Street Challenge as well. So it's not, uh, not the funnest, I think, event for the goalies competing to where their one skills competition is just like, hey, how about you try to stop the best players in the world one-on-one a bunch? and try not to look silly. Kind of a little bit mean event in general for the goaltenders, as well as the uh, attention to detail that is paid to uh, defense in the three-on-three game, which I still very much enjoy, but it's just not fun if you're a goaltender. All right, Ben, I'm really going to put you on the spot here because you did mention Don Granato <laughs> and, and, and putting the, the, the revenge line out there. So of the three Golden Knights, who's Peyton Krebs, who's Alex Tuck, and who's Cody Eakin? Wow, okay, so we're breaking it down. Alex, I mean, I think you have to go Jonathan Marcheseau as Alex Tuck, like original guy, been there since the beginning. Cody Eakin is like a little bit of the reverse of Mark Stone, or Eakin was there for the beginning and then left kind of halfway through because he left like midway through season three where Mark Stone comes in towards the end of season two and then is staying through the end where – I'm just kind of going like opposite chronological timelines here because then Peyton Krebs out to Trangelo where they're uh, late, you know, additions. And then obviously Krebs ends up uh, getting shipped out in a trade. That's like the best comp I can give. <laughs> That's the best I'm working for. I think, you know, Eakin and Stone, I know, have like very close like lake homes to each other as well. So they're connected that way. So that just feels right to me while having the, you know, original Golden Misfits together feels right to me. It does not necessarily feel right to me to have Peyton Krebs and Alex Petrangelo links, but, you know, you work with what you got. <laughs> Speaking like, of Alex Petrangelo, he's the only defenseman on the Pacific Division <laughs> roster. So who else is Pete DeBoer going to put back there to play defense, or is he just going to say, screw it, we're not, we're not going to have a defenseman? Well, I mean, Pete DeBoer has been putting Alex Petrangelo on the ice for like half the game in the regular season. Why not keep it up at three on three? He's going to play that Alex Petrangelo can play 32 minutes a game. He's seen him do it against the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. Why not keep him out there for half the game on Saturday? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe that's why Jonathan Marcheseau was added, that he just really convinced Pete DeBoer that he's going to try out, you know, uh, on defense in case the Knights need someone when they come back from the All-Star break. Obviously, they're down quite a few guys with Nick Hag going on IR before the Buffalo game, Zach Whitecloud not playing. Maybe Jonathan Marcheseau kind of looked uh, down at the bench on Tuesday and was like, you know what, I'm qualified to play back there. And maybe Pete DeBoer is just conniving an extra little way to get him some uh, practice back there at the all Saturday's All-Star game. Ben Goetz with the Las Vegas Review Journal joining us here as we chat about the All-Star Weekend here in Las Vegas. Now, Ben, you, you mentioned you were out at the fanfare. Like, what what did you enjoy most about your time there? And, you know, like, this is an opportunity. It's a unique opportunity because the, the All-Star Game's here in Vegas. But, like, if you're a hockey fan, get down there. You get to see the trophies. You get to do all the things. You get to experience the NHL right there within your grasp. What, what stood out? What did you love most about fanfare today? 
Yeah, I was really blown away by how cool of an experience it was. Um, one, you mentioned the trophies. I thought that was extremely cool that basically every major NHL trophy um, is there, and you can look at it through the display case, and they're updated too. I mean, I tweeted it out if people want to look, but like Marc-Andre Fleury's name is on the Vezina trophy that is on display there. Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury's name is on the Jennings trophy that is on display there. So I you know, just thought looking at all of those and obviously the history, because so many of those awards go back so many years, um, was really, really cool. The Stanley Cup, of course, was there, and people can go and take photos with it. So I thought those things, as someone who, like, really loves kind of, like, sports history, that stuff kind of really spoke to me as checking all that stuff out. Um, if you're a Knights fan, they have so much Knights memorabilia on display there as kind of an ode to uh, not only the history of the team here, but the history of hockey in Las Vegas in general, where I saw, you know, a used Marc-Andre Fleury stick, a used Colin Miller gloves, stuff like that <laughs> was in a giant display case. And then if you have uh, kids, which, you know, unfortunately I do not yet, you know, one day I'll, I'll work on that as my fiancé is kind of sadly waving at me um, from the other <laughs> side of the room. Um, but there's so many activities there. I mean, there's literally like little mini rinks set up all across the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center West Hall, which if you've been there, you know, it's huge. It's massive. There are so many activities out there for kids to get involved with, to you know, have fun with. I wasn't there for kind of the mascot competition today. I missed it by just a little bit, but there was so much going on there, and I was so impressed by how much they were able to fit in there, how much they were able to set up, and all the things that uh, they had going on. So yeah, I walked through there for about uh, an hour or so, a little bit more than that today, and there was uh, plenty to kind of take in and do, and I was really, really impressed. You know, it, it, it's funny that you bring that up because, like, I'm going to retweet this, and I, I, okay, I'm like, I, I love the trophies. I think the trophies in the NHL, there's just, there's so much history, there's so much uh, that goes into them. They're just so uniquely cool. And I didn't know that on the Jennings Trophy, it was mini sticks. Like I didn't know that the names were were engraved on mini sticks on the trophy. I have never really seen the the Jennings Trophy before. So like that's just unique and cool and fun. But it got me thinking. Like if, if you were Marc Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard, and like let's just say you obviously you get the engraving on the Jennings Trophy, but maybe the the complement to that is a mini stick engraved with your name on it. Would you play mini sticks if that were the case with that stick? If you won the Jennings, would you do that, Ben? No, absolutely not, because I would be terrified oh, of like getting a scratch on it. I'm that type of person. Wherever I get something like really cool, I just want to like put it, you know, on a shelf and like display it and look at it and just like hope that I never do anything to it again. But yeah, it was really cool to see that. Like I said, they're all on display there and I was kind of going through you know, just on obviously a Thursday afternoon. So it wasn't like crazy crowded yet there. So you really got to like, you know, zoom in and look up close um, at all these different trophies and see all the cool engravings that they had on there. I mean, I looked at all kind of the ones that I knew that uh, Knights people were on just to kind of double check that they were there. So obviously I looked at, um, you know, William Carlson, who won the Lady Bing his first year, Gerard Gallant winning the Jack Adams. Uh, obviously, George McPhee winning general manager of the year, the ninth inaugural season, and they're all on there, um, and super cool. But I'm happy that they're behind glass because I'm afraid of my tall, awkward clumsiness ruining anything, which is why I would stay very far away 
from uh, any type of engraved mini stick that I won an award for. I would make sure that, that was far out of my reach. Now, we spent a lot of time on this show, obviously, before you came on, talking about some of the, the skills competition uh, that's going to take place. But the one we focused on is the fastest skater. Hmm. I'm going to ask you, and, and I understand there's a, there's a lot of participants in this that, that could win it. Who do you think is going to win it? I am fascinated to see Connor McDavid and Kale McCarr go at it. I just want to know who's fastest because I feel like Connor didn't win it last time out, but I feel like that's partially because he got a little bored. You know, he knows that he's so good, so he wasn't necessarily trying his hardest. I am real curious to see how Kale McCarr is going to push him and whether Kale McCarr might go first, do a great lap, and have Connor kind of like lace up his skates a little extra tighter now. But those are the two guys I'm really interested to see go at it because Kale McCarr, watching him skate from the blue line, it's just effortless. I mean, it is incredible how smooth that guy looks out there. And so I'm fascinated to see how he looks doing that lap around T-Mobile Arena. So the thing with Kale McCarr is, like, he's so – the word you used, effortless, like that that's perfectly succinct in, in how he gets around the ice in a game setting. And I think because he's not as flashy, because he doesn't have those – those moments within an individual game where he just blows by everybody because he's working the way that Connor McDavid does. It it almost feels like Kale McCarr isn't as fast as Connor McDavid, but I'm with you. Like I think Kale McCarr is coming for Connor McDavid's throne, and I think that it's going to arrive faster than Connor McDavid is ready for it to arrive, and that's going to happen tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, said, I think Connor like kind of thinks that this is like his event that he's got it in the bag. Got Kale up and coming, maybe a little bit motivated. Obviously, didn't win the Norris Trophy last year. Came very close. So, like, this is a good time for him to kind of put like his skills to the test and get everyone talking about him and like building up that campaign because he's having already just an incredible, incredible season. I mean, it is ridiculous how good he has been his first three seasons in the NHL. But I really think he's going to create some significant buzz for himself tomorrow, and I'm really excited to watch it. So one one more thing, like on on the skills competition, oh, with you, you you played growing up, right, Ben? Like you you played the game of hockey. Absolutely, what? I would not describe myself as skilled, though. Oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, I played. <laughs> I, I wasn't skilled either. Um, what competition would you show best in? Like, what skills competition would cater best to Ben Goats, the hockey player? Definitely hardest shot, one, because it involves the least amount of actual skill. You just have to stand there, (laughs) shoot the puck really hard. And that was also what I was good at, which is I always got, like, old school, like, wooden sticks is what I would often have. I didn't, like, get the new, like, nice, like, composite sticks until, like, later in my hockey career. I was a defenseman that was not very mobile, but I would, like, get up and down the ice, and then when the puck came to me at the point, I would hammer that sucker like I would slap it so hard often at inopportune times and often very inaccurately but it was a big part of my game and so that's the one that I think I would uh, really enjoy the most is just like grip it and rip it and let's see how hard I can hit it because uh, that was a lot of what I built my uh, blue line game around back in the day you know I I think for me like if I was going to 
pinpoint one, it would probably be accuracy shooting like that. That's probably the only thing I was ever marginally good at. And even that wasn't particularly strong. I'm not a fast skater. So that wasn't anything that I'm going to hold my hat to. Um, and I, I feel like I'd probably fall into the Bellagio fountain, but speaking of Bellagio fountain, speaking of 21 and 22 playing blackjack, essentially on the strip uh, with, with cutouts and an accuracy sh- shooting thrown into it. Like of the two, new unique vegas events like which one are you most looking forward to uh i'm gonna be pretty basic and say it's the fountain face up just because like the bellagio backdrop is just like so iconic to me and i'm so interested to see how it looks how it feels kind of what you know it ends up shaping out there and i just love the story behind it too um it's going to be out in tomorrow's paper in our big like all-star weekend you know previous special section, but I talked to NHL chief content, Steve, or officer Steve Mayer about this. And he said like kind of one of the impetuses for this was they obviously had panic at the disco singing high hopes before game five of the Stanley cup final uh, at T-Mobile arena at the Bellagio fountains. And the NHL loved that idea so much and kind of how they pulled that off that they're, when they came back to do all-star weekend prep, they're like, Man, that was one of those events that was really fun. We had a really fun time pulling that off. We thought it was really cool. Well, what can we do with that when we're thinking about like All Star Weekend and like skills competitions? How can we incorporate that in? And this is what they came up with. And I think it's going to be really unique and really fascinating to see how it goes. I'm interested to see how uh, Mark Stone does as kind of you know the Vegas captain representing the city at the Bellagio Fountains. I think that's cool. Um, and so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And so that's the one that I really have circled of like, man, I really am interested to see how they end up pulling this off when kind of the final product is put on display. Yeah. Now, one of the ones that I'm I'm kind of looking forward to is because we, we have a, a, a cool aspect to it. And when I look at it, it's kind of funny because you have Alex Petrangelo in the breakaway challenge, but he's in there with a bunch of kids. He's in there with, with Trevor Zegras, Jack Hughes, Alex Dabrinkit. And Kirill Kaprizov, but what's fascinating to me about that competition is who's the goalies? Manon Rayum and Wyatt Russell. So that's that, that's that's kind of a cool event too. And I'm going to be really interested to see how Petrangelo holds up against those the, the the young whippersnappers that are in that competition. And I I mean I I can't wait to see Kirill Kaprizov in that. I mean I I would imagine you being a Minnesota guy, you're probably thinking the same. Oh, absolutely. And the most fascinating. Um part to me about that event, and obviously the goalies are interesting too, is that the breakaway challenge, but it's not like penalty shot rules. Like they can go anywhere they want to in the offensive zone. And so they can like have basically full range of like creativity. And then they're going to get judged on style points, basically one to 10. So just like, Hey, obviously like Kaprizov and Zegris is going to be in this event. Like, having watched what those two guys can already do in terms of creativity, like just that five on five, I'm fascinated to watch what those guys do when you're like, all right, Kirill, like, all right, Trevor, you guys have a blank canvas, like the ice yours, do whatever you want with it. I'm so, so curious to see what they came up with because, um, you know, obviously I don't know those two guys personally well enough, but just based on their playing styles, they feel like two guys that would be excited about that challenge, that would be interested in that challenge, and would want to actually think of like a really cool way to come up with some sort of new move out there. So I think they're going to be kind of taking it at least a little bit seriously, and I think they're going to be 
competitive with each other too, which is why it's one event that I have circled as well. Like, oh, this could be really fun. I think for me, the, the saddest thing about that event is almost all the participants are young enough to be my own child. So that's that that, that <laughs> makes me feel really old. But I mean, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's all the young guys been basically Alex Petrangelo kind of holding down the fort for the veterans. So he's got he's got to represent for the old guard a little bit there. Yeah, he's got to make us old guys proud. At least try to. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll tell you this, and and like my read on on the breakaway challenge is that by the end of tomorrow night, whatever Trevor Zegers does, we're going to speak of it as if it is the Trevor Zegers. Like whatever movie comes up with, whatever type of 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 creative outside of the box stuff that he does, we're going to leave that saying okay. Can he do the Zegris in a game? Like that, that I think to me is what we're going to get out of Trevor Zegris. I, I think he's coming to win this and win it handily. Oh, absolutely. Well, because he's basically being put in this event just to do this. Like he was not technically named an all star. Like he's not going to be in the all star game. The NHL was just specifically like, Trevor. We want to spice this up a little bit. How does a free trip to Las Vegas sound for you, buddy? And he said, yup, you got it. So I think he knows that like, there's a little bit of pressure on him, too, of like, hey, this is all you're here for. Like These other guys, like, ah, they got a game tomorrow. You know, They're going to save up at least a little bit for the three-on-three. They're just kind of here to you know, enjoy themselves. They've earned this opportunity by being named All-Stars. Like, hey, Trevor, like, you didn't actually – make it to the all-star game they just kind of wanted you to mess around with the skills competition a little bit and i think you know i think he's going to take that a little bit personally and really try to show out the one one more thing about that competition too and it's another really cool aspect of it but three of those guys are the foundation of team usa going forward zegris jack hughes and, and of course to bring it all american players so there's a little bit even though the u.s isn't going to be in the olympics those are three guys who might have been on the U.S. Olympic team had had they actually gone to Beijing? Well, for sure you're looking at like 2026, 20, right, the next time that the Winter Olympics come around, and obviously hopefully the NHL is participating then. I mean, those guys are all going to be like in the smack dab in the middle of their prime when that happens, and I think that's really exciting to see kind of all these like up-and-coming fun young American players. Obviously, Zegris was like the U.S. hero at World Juniors last year, and he was so, so fun to watch in that tournament, and he's been so, so fun to watch in the NHL, and I think he's tailor-made for, like, a skills competition like this, and I really like that they invited him, even though he's technically not an all-star, and I do think, obviously, all-star games are coming in his future, but if they want to, no matter what, invite him to every skills competition from now until he retires, I'm here for it, because it's just so fun to watch that dude play hockey. It shouldn't shouldn't it be that way though? Like, I, and the reason that I bring that up is like we we talked about fastest skater a little bit earlier on, and based on the year that he's having right now, Chandler Stevenson probably should be in the fastest skater competition at this at this All Star game. Like he's having the best year of his career at the NHL level. Probably not going to have a better year that's going to lead a stronger case for him to be involved in this. But when you have guys that have those singular skill sets that stand out above everything else, like why not just invite them to the to the skills competition and open it up a little bit and, and have a true test of who is the fastest skater in this league? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think fans would get excited about that because there are so many just like ridiculously skilled players in this league like Azegris. I mean, you mentioned obviously Stevenson. With him, I think it would have made even more sense because it's not like you have to fly him out here. You can just say, hey, Chandler, like if you made the vacation plans, maybe you know, cancel those, put the kibosh on those, maybe just Wait stick around for a little bit, have some fun, you know, score on some breakaways, take a couple laps around the rink, have some fun. I think it makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, I mean, like I think Zegers is a good example. There's so much talent that continues to pour into this league, especially young talent, and there's this very exciting new generation that is just not only very good but willing to try things, willing to try new things, on the ice, uh, make new things happen. And I think it's uh, incumbent on the league to take advantage of that. And we're seeing a sliver of that with the Zegers invitation to this weekend's event. But I'm with you. Like, moving forward, I would love to just, like, even if they do some sort of, like, rising stars competition like the NBA does, get all these guys in one location and just have them show out for a weekend. I think it would be a great showcase for the league and its young talent. Is anyone going to, going to check on John Tortorella while Trevor Zegers is out there doing fun things? I hope, I wonder if he's <laughs> probably here for ESPN. I'm sure he'll be watching, taking it all in. I'd love to get some reaction towards. Like, like I think I think the greatest idea in the world for the NHL All Star Game this this year is quite frankly to have Trevor Zegras during the skills competition. You have one camera on Zegras and what he's doing, and then one camera isolated on John Tortorella's facial expressions, just to get a real time understanding of how much John Tortorella hates fun. Well, I would love if you did like because obviously for like the national championship game on ESPN, they have like a coaches broadcast where all these coaches are like breaking down film and like formations yeah. while like Georgia and Alabama are going at each other. Let's get a bunch of crusty old guy coaches like together in a room <laughs> watching the skills competition so we can all just like collectively like watch their eyes bleed as what they're watching. I think that would be just a fascinating social experiment, and I would one hundred percent watch it. All right, Ben, we've kept you really long, and we apologize um, for that. I, but now, the listen. fiance is not t- tapping her watch, is she? No, no, no. Okay, I, okay. I, got, I don't wear a watch, so that's kind of the main issue there. No, no, no. But, she's not tapping her watch. <laughs> she's like, Ben, it's time to go. You've been on the phone long enough. <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we, we, we failed at this transition earlier on. We had Darren Millard on. We're going to try it again. Um, Ben, I'm going to hand this off to Chapman so he can ask you the final question before we let you get out of here. Chapman. All right, Ben, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. We mentioned you are from Minnesota. The U.S. soccer team played Honduras in St. Paul last night. What the hell did we watch? Because that was that was awful to watch. Can we never have another U.S. soccer game in, in St. Paul in the middle of February? Excuse me, sir. What was the result of last night's game? <laughs> two players, two players from Honduras not... were treated for hypothermia. Results? You hate winning? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? No, like, in all seriousness, uh, I sent a group text that included uh, Justin Emerson, our good friend and former colleague on the night speed, immediately, like, uh, before kickoff, I was like, I love St. Paul. Like, I, I lived in Minneapolis for four years. I grew up in a St. Paul suburb. I was like, I love this place. Even I think that there's no way the U.S. should be here. And then the U.S. scored their first goal, and I was like, just kidding. Put every single game in St. Paul from now until the rest of the time. The people, so that's where my mind was at. The people uh, in the stands. 
They looked like they were on the Hoth in Star Wars. It was so cold. Great reference. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty brutal. I know it was like single digits, uh, you know, during the game, which is you know, it's not fun to live in. I can't imagine it's fun to play soccer in. But like I said, at the end of the day, three nil, baby. You can't complain with the results. So I'm just saying, like, let's not completely just rule it out in the future. Hey, Ben, um, nicest man in Las Vegas sports media. It's not even particularly close. Thank you for jumping on and spending some time with us today. Uh, enjoy tomorrow. Enjoy Saturday. We'll uh, we'll probably chat somewhere in the arena over the next couple of days. Have fun at All-Star Weekend. Sounds good. No, thanks. Appreciate you guys. It's going to be a really fun weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. That is Ben Goats with the Las Vegas Review Journal taking more time out of his day than he probably needed or should have, but we thank him for it. Uh, We are back with one-timers next on the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. It's pretty simple. Like, league news isn't really happening right now. It's all about the NHL All-Star Weekend. And in that vein, we're going to spend a little bit more time with the skills competition. Um, Chris Chapman. Yes. We don't have a ton of time here, but I, I... there's a couple of spots I'm sure you want to go to. So we already talked about fastest skater. We've chatted on and off about the fountain face-off. talked about 21 and 22. Uh, where do you want to go? You want to go breakaway challenge here? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's go breakaway challenge because I think that's going to be the most fun of, of the, okay. just because of who's in it. Okay, so the NHL breakaway challenge, we just spoke with Ben Goats about this. It, it's not a shootout. Okay, it's not a shootout. It is very much how creative can you be with a breakaway. So the goaltenders are going to be Menon Rayom and Wyatt Russell. And interesting thing, I put this out on Twitter the other day. I actually played youth hockey against Wyatt Russell as a kid. It was pretty awesome. He was goalie. I was goalie. Uh, and one of the like most fond hockey memories that I have registered in my bank is after a game in which I beat my team, but I beat uh, Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell came down, shook my hand, and told me that I was a hell of a goalie. It was awesome. It was super cool. Um, And so, like, it's pretty wild that, like, all these years later, Wyatt and and I are both at the NHL All-Star Game here in Vegas. But that all being said, uh, the the competitors in this this, um, challenge, Kirill Kaprizov, Minnesota Wild, Trevor Zegers, Anaheim Ducks, Jack Hughes, New Jersey Devils, Alex DeBrinkett, Chicago, and Alex Petrangelo, Vegas. So who do you like in this one, Chapman? Who's going to win it and why? Well, taking my personal bias out of it, I Mm -hmm. I think it's going to come down to Kaprizov and Trevor Zegers because I feel like, first of all, Kirill Kaprizov is... He's, there's just something about him. He's got flash. He he's got everything that I like in a player. He's got he's got the confidence. He's got some substance. He's got flash. He likes to show off. He enjoys being being center stage. 
but Trevor Zegras is the same exact player in that regard too because the the the, the goal that that he assisted on the pseudo Michigan goal as as I'll refer to it as there there there's just something about those two guys that really jump off the page and and as much as I love I love Jack Hughes and I'm hoping if he wins he throws a stick in the stands that'd be kind of cool uh, but. I think the, the the fans are going to get their money's worth with this one because those are the two guys, and I'd love to see them just go back and forth. I want to see them one-up each other. Like, I think that's what we're all so, hoping for. So the, the funny thing is I think you're actually underselling Jack Hughes. Like, no, I, 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 think, I think, listen, I think this guy is going to be right there with him. Like, Alex DeBinkett, I'm not sold on. I think there's a couple of things that Alex Petrangelo can do that will be fun or interesting. Um, but from like a, a purely breakaway, ridiculous skill type of situation, I think Jack Hughes is going to be pushing to win this one too. I hope so. I, I, I want to see all five of these guys just make the crowd say, oh my God, I mean, we're in Vegas, right? We like a show here. We like, we, we, we enjoy Cirque du Soleil. I want to see Cirque du Soleil on the ice in this competition. I mean, we, we were talking in the break, and some of the things you were saying that you want to see Kaprizov yeah. do, like, I literally might jump out of my chair if if he did some of those things. So, I mean, like, okay, I, I think I have an idea of how Kirill Kaprizov can win this thing. Okay, so, like, with Kaprizov, the thing that we talk about is his skating, right? Like, he is just an exceptional skater, and his edge work is fantastic. I want to see Kirill Kaprizov because you can use additional props and players and you, you can get a little bit of help here. I want to see Kirill Kaprizov triple axle into a one-timer. If he was able to do that, I think he wins this thing. I'm going what home. Do you say? If he does that, I'm going home. Like th- th- There's nothing I will ever see in my life that would top that on, on a sheet of ice. I'm done. It's over. Yeah. It wouldn't get better than that. Um, I still think that uh, Trevor Zegers is going to win it. I really do. Uh, but I think Jack Hughes and Kirill Kaprizov are going to be right there. I think we're going to see some really fun stuff from those five players in particular. And, you know, like, it's going to be really cool for Minon Rayom and, and Wyatt Russell, too. Like, that that's such a cool stage to be on. And, you know, it's, it's going to... It's going to kind of suck because you've got some of the most skilled guys in the world coming down on you and and trying to put on a show. But, you know, think about that as like a goaltender that played the game. Just getting to be out on the same ice, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and for Manon Rayom, of course, she has the Vegas tie, former member of the Las Vegas Thunder. So that's pretty cool for her. I mean, I, I would imagine, I don't know, I mean, if I have the opportunity to talk to her, I want to just ask her if she ever could have imagined this day where an NHL All-Star game is in Las Vegas when she was part of the Las Vegas Thunder because I'm sure 20 years ago, I don't know if anybody could have imagined. Actually, I guess it was a little more than 20 years ago, but I, I, I don't know if anybody could have imagined that 20, 25 years ago when the Thunder were still here. No, I, I don't think so. Now, let's shift gears here for a minute. The NHL 21 in 22 because i think this one outside of outside of the breakaway challenge is probably the one that i'm looking forward to the most um you got nazem kadri austin matthews joe pavelski steven stamkos brady kachuk uh i don't know why 
But, like, I, I got to go with Austin Matthews here, right? Like, his shot is accurate, and that's incredibly important in this. Like, Austin Matthews is probably going to hit 21 with two shots every single time because he's just that good. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. And I, I, I don't know who else really, when I, 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 you know what? I could see Joe Pavelski maybe making a run here because I think Pavelski, he, he, he kind of strikes me as the guy who would get to 21 the hard way. Like he, he'd have like a, a six and then maybe a five uh-huh. and then, and then a, a, another four. And then you're like, Oh no, what does he need? Oh, he just got a seven, you know? And you're like, Oh, well, guess what? That's 21. You know, like I, I, I see Pavelski. I think I counted wrong. I kind of see him maybe being in the mix here. So, you want to know how I would like to see it happen for Joe Pavelski? I don't want to see him taking the shots. I want I want you to put him with his back to the board, and I want someone else to take the shots, and I want Pavelski to tip them into the spot because I think <laughs> that would be impressive. And you know what? He he's probably the guy to do that. Like. He, he's, oh, he's one hundred percent the guy to do that. Come on, that you know what? It's, it's Vegas, fantastic. right? He, he goes for the, he goes for the clutch or the, the crutch. Is there is there anyone outside of Austin Matthews and Joe Pavelski that you think is gonna is gonna do something in that in that uh, category? Because I, I think it's Austin Matthews. I think it's I don't I don't know if I'm sold on Pavelski. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the pure shooters. I'm gonna go Austin Matthews and Steven Stamkos. I think it comes down to those two. Yeah, Stamkos is, is is a pretty good pick as well, but I'm going to stick with Pavelski. I'm going to I'm going to go with with the dark horse here in this one. Okay, last one we're going to get to accuracy shooting. Um, Jonathan Marcheseau is in the accuracy shooting uh, competition. Do you think he wins it? No. <laughs> I I think it would be like, fantastic, I, but okay. Listen, I think that the. Better competition for uh, for Jonathan Marcheseau was twenty one and twenty two. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think that he's going to win the accuracy shooting, but I think he would have made it incredibly fun if he was playing a game of blackjack on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh Come my on. god! Yeah, I I I think I I get the vision that Marcheseau was the guy in the back of the plane where yeah. when when they're traveling, he's got the visor on and maybe he's got like a a, a pencil. In, in the visor, and he's he's the guy who's leading the card games on, sure. on the on the charter flights. I don't know why I think that, but I, I just kind of get that vibe. So, oh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think that would have been the better competition. As far as this, I mean, there's a couple guys in this competition that we don't get to see a whole lot, as, especially the East Coast guys. Uh, you know, it, it, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I I'm a big Sebastian Ajo fan. I don't know what his chances are in this competition, but I'm going to pick Sebastian Ajo. I'm going Patrice Bergeron. I was thinking him as well. He's he's done this before. He's been around the block. I think Patrice Bergeron's going to win this one. And he doesn't I strike really me do. as a guy who, oh, I've been here, done that. Like, he strikes me as a guy who who wants to win every time. And anything he's playing at, I think he wants to win. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's going to do it for your one-timers today. Brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee for this Thursday, February 3rd. But Chapman, you uh, you said we have some tickets to give away. Yeah, we do. So you'll have the opportunity to go to Fanfare. Now, it, it Ooh, did start today. Yeah, buddy. But it runs through Sunday. So just because you didn't get to go today doesn't mean you won't be able to go. So the Truly Hard Seltzer NHL Fanfare is coming Thursday, February 3rd through Sunday, February 6th. 
It's in the West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center. This is a must-attend event for any hockey fan. Now, we have a pair of tickets. You will need to pick them up tomorrow because station's not open on Saturday. So if you can't pick them up tomorrow, please don't win. Uh, but pair of tickets to give away. So uh, what number say you? Caller number 5, 702-876-1340. We're back to wrap it up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You can close the show this way if you want, Chad. <laughs> you know, they played this song six times the other night when they played the Devils. Were you having nightmares about it? I, I am, yeah. Poor, poor Akira Schmid gave up six goals oh, man. in Toronto. That's a bummer. And then they came back and put up seven the following night. <laughs> Fortunately, that game was in New Jersey, so they, they didn't play uh, Hall & Oates in that one, but... I think I think that's one of Kirsch Meads probably never going to want to hear again. Probably not. What do you got, buddy? <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. Like like I I feel like it's just been one of those shows that, that's just been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, some great guests today. Just really really good stuff, man. I, I we we've been talking in the break, and I just cannot wait for this. I got to go to the NBA All Star Game, but I went as a fan, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it was a, it was a lot different, right? Because I really we we didn't have an NBA team, so like. It, it, it's a bit different. This is this is like, I almost feel like I'm getting ready for a holiday because it, it's just such a cool thing that that's coming here and to be part of it and to be around it and have the opportunity. I'm going to head down to the convention center tomorrow, hopefully get to see some legends, maybe uh, get some picks. And then we've got media day tomorrow. So I can't wait to talk to some of these guys that I never have the opportunity to really see. My only my only disappointment is that Alex Ovechkin is not here because I love Alexander Ovechkin and he's the funniest the funniest moment I remember I'll never forget year one yeah. when we had the media day at T-Mobile Arena for for the Stanley Cup final and Putin or Ovechkin says he just got a phone call from Vladimir Putin said he's got to go out and win the Stanley Cup and then he kind of says I'm just kidding he doesn't have my number. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's funny. I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I cannot wait for this weekend. Um, this kind of felt like a Friday show, even though we do have a 30-minuter tomorrow. Um, I will be out at the T-Mobile store on the Strip next to M&M World. Uh, come see me, 12 to 2 tomorrow. And then uh, have fun. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. It's all coming up. We've got you covered right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.